I don't work at that company anymore. There just wasn't enough conflict for me. You don't hear people say that very often, do you? Maybe 5% of the population says that. But the reality is, conflict is a key component of a healthy work culture. Hey, welcome to Communication on Point podcast. I'm your host, Dean Hefta. Today, we're talking about conflict and the role that it has in productive ways and maybe some not-so-productive ways when it comes to the worlds that we work and live in. Let's get started. Conflict. Often when people hear that word, their first reaction is a negative one. We think in terms of the conflict in the Mideast. We think in terms of conflict that people have. And a look of that word implies combat. And we typically think that it's something that we want to avoid. But anything in our world that we avoid or choose to do is going to have some sort of result. If we choose to avoid a conflict, there's going to be some sort of different result than if we engaged in it. And so what I want to talk about today is the role of healthy conflict when it comes to strengthening our relationships and improving our organizations. Think to yourself, do you have a negative view of conflict when it comes to relationships or your work environment? Part of that is related to how you define what a conflict is. Often when we think about conflict, we think in terms of a winner and a loser. It might even be viewed as a physical confrontation. We can feel it in our senses. Even if we aren't having a physical battle, we get this increased heart rate, our blood pressure increases, maybe we feel some of the the sweat on our palms and things like that. So there's the, the physical manifestation of that conflict. But when we look at what conflict is, it's really, uh, more often than not in the work environment or organizational environment, really related to ideas. And that's an important thing for us to be able to deal with in a healthy way in organizations is the interaction of different ideas. You think about that. When any two different things come together and collide, there is energy that's produced. And whether that's in the physical space where maybe we get in a car accident and there's energy that's created and we have this collateral damage, which is something we want to avoid, or when we're having a meeting or a discussion with somebody else in our organization, there can be this energy that is created by the introduction of opposing or uh, ideas that don't seem to quite fit together. But as leaders or participants within an organization, gaining a level of comfort with having open, candid, curious conversations about how these uh, ideas do or don't fit is really key for the innovation and for the health of the system that we're working in. And some of the challenge that can be is maybe we observe it out in society right now where we say, you know, there's so much conflict. There's this inability for people to have a healthy debate or discussion about ideas that come from different positions. They get dismissed as being ignorant or selfish or whatever they are, right? So I attack the person and dismiss the idea. That is not a great example. It's a, it's a really poor example for us to think in terms of what conflict means. So when we move into a healthy system in our organization, the beneficial application of conflict looks like this. We, 
in our own mind, in our own view of ourself, are serving something bigger than us. We're serving the mission of our nonprofit. We're serving the objective of our, of our company, the mission that our team has. So we are in service of that. And if that's lacking, what happens is we default to defending our position, to being right, to winning the conversation. And for some of us, that can be a sport, you know, just to win, you know, have the best argument. But the problem is that's not advancing the mission, the cause, the purpose of why we're together. So step one for healthy conflict is to have clarity around what is it that I'm serving? The other thing is to shift our focus from the individual over to the idea. And we can do that in how we use our language, how we orient ourselves, how we use words like, you are wrong, is focused on the individual. You are mistaken, right? And we shut down possibility for space for that type of difference. We attack the individual, say things like, you always do this. You know, you, you, every time we have this conversation, this happens. You're so narrow-minded on these things, right? We begin attacking the person, and that devolves then into this full-blown combat where we end up destroying that relationship. We don't want that. And so we have to be able to be aware for ourselves. what do I tend to focus on? Do I focus on the person, or do I focus on the idea, the, the problem, the objective, the solution? And that's uh, a different demeanor and a different type of conflict. Now, here's the upside. If we have our mindset that we are serving a greater outcome that is something other than us, and we're orienting ourselves to focus on the problem and the idea and the possibilities, now suddenly we have the condition to really create innovation. See, innovation is what happens when two different things come together and we combine them. And we create this better outcome than maybe we had expected. And that only happens in an environment of conflict. Because see, conflict creates that energy and that energy gets directed to possibility if we're directing it correctly. But it doesn't always happen that way. You remember the statement I made when we started? The person that says, I left because there just wasn't enough conflict there. What people typically say is, I left because there was too much drama. What we often miss is that drama exists in our organization because of a lack of healthy conflict. You see, when two different positions collide and we generate that, it, that energy, it's either going to be used in a healthy way towards creation and innovation and advancing what we're working toward because that conflict is necessary gives us that energy, gives us that awareness and understanding. Or if we have an organization that says conflict is not something that we're okay with, what happens is that energy gets misdirected. It gets moved to pathways that are not healthy, that are not helpful. If we use the first law of thermodynamics, we realize that energy cannot be created or destroyed. We just end up moving it around. And so in Organizations that are not comfortable with conflict, that energy that inevitably gets created gets moved to areas that are not healthy. You create gossip and uh, passive resistance in all of these different forms 
of pushing against because there is this need for some sort of usage of that energy. And so what do we do about it? Well, it really is key for us in any type of leadership position, whether that's being in charge of three people or 300 or 3,000, to take a look at ourselves in our comfort level with being able to have candid, conflict-oriented conversations. And if we aren't comfortable, if we're not able to do that or recognize the benefit of it, there's no doubt that that's going to begin to reflect on our team and our organization. Because it's hard for the organization to be able to handle conflict healthier than its leaders do. And so it begins with the leader's understanding of the power of conflict. So when the leader has agreement from the team of here's what we're going to do and here's who's going to do it and here's when it's going to be done by and it doesn't happen, the question is, what do they do? Are they willing and comfortable in having a candid, clear communication with the person who let them down and to be able to establish what their expectations are, get curious on understanding what has happened, dive into building an understanding of what needs to happen next and ensuring commitment from that person for change and for follow-through, as well as an understanding of you know, how acceptable is this? So you think about that. If the leader isn't comfortable letting people know what's acceptable and what isn't, which is a conflict kind of conversation, then eventually more and more things become acceptable. And that becomes our culture. And eventually the people who you want most look around and say, apparently our leaders don't have the courage or the commitment to have this kind of a conversation. And so this isn't really what I want to be a part of. See, people are always watching. What do we do when people don't meet the expectations? And so that goes back to that key. We're not telling people that they're not acceptable. We're not punishing them for who they are. If we care about the individual, if we respect them and we want them to succeed, then the most important thing we can do is have a candid conversation about the failure to meet the expectations, about the needs and the expectations that I have for them, and the belief that I have in them to be able to deliver that. If I don't do that, what happens is our standards continue to diminish and deteriorate. So I need to be aware of what are my tendencies in those moments? How do I prepare to be able to have that conversation focus on the problem at hand, maybe it's the behavior that did or didn't occur, the expectation that I have, the consequence, like the impact that that behavior had, and to be able to work through what needs to change, what I, what I expect in the future. All through that, it's not focused on the individual. It's not on their, their person. It's on what do we need to do. And so by growing in our ability to have those tough conversations, we end up strengthening our organization and the people around us to end up having to have fewer and fewer of them. See, that's the irony. Only through our ability to have conflict conversations can we eventually get rid of the need for our organization to have conflict. But if we say we don't want to have any conflict and we've never organizationally learned how to do it, We will end up creating and fostering and feeding drama. I hope there's some 
insights here today that in your world, whatever system you find yourself in, that you can put to work to begin thinking differently about how conflict can be a, a great catalyst to innovation and improvement and acceleration of the organization. Again, as always, if you have comments or questions, be sure to send me an email. My address is dean at clarisresults.com, C-L-A-R-U-S results.com. And I love hearing from you. I love the ideas. Please reach out. And as always, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Communication on Point. I'll talk to you again next week.